The following podcast contains spoilers and words like piss, shit, and fuck. We watch it. Hello, wonderful people. It's so good to be back with you. You're with us. It's and so we watched good. a thing. Don't talk yet. I haven't introduced you. You don't exist <laughs> until I introduce you. Look at you. Look at you getting into the swing of things. I've gone, I'm a muck with power. You're with me, Dave. You've had too and, much and rum. You've had, you've had all your rum and you've gone all Russell Crowe on me, mate. You I'll start throw throwing a phone, phone a at me. You're with me, Dave. And you're with me, Billy. Oh, fucking that- hell. You can't be trusted. You are. You're with, you're with the wonderful Billy and Dave. I'll see yeah. I put you this, first there. You did. Thanks, mate. Um, uh, th- once this again. is going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> you're not going to let me do it again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this. I, I saw this movie kind of only because it was the only thing Fuck out Fuck all else happening for the next few um, weeks. But I'm, I'm actually quite excited to talk about this one. Do you want to tell the people what we're chatting about this We week? are chatting about the Blackberry that's right, Blackberry, which is a 2023 Canadian biographical comedy drama film directed by Matt Johnson from a screenplay by he and Matthew Miller, loosely adapted from a book called Losing the Signal, the untold story behind the extraordinary rise and spectacular fall of Blackberry. Very long title, no wonder they shortened that. <laughs> yes, the, the um, rather clearly in the in the preamble on the film a fictionalized true story yes and i I have heard that it is quite fictionalized um then it stars of course jay burrichell uh glenn howerton uh rich summer michael ironside martin donovan and of course i can't not mention my boy carrie elwood i was gonna say (laughs) and of course and and of course um writer director met himself yes yes so let's get straight into it then. Um, like I said, I kind of saw this just on a whim, really, and yeah, it happened to line up. With, I don't know about you, you but it's well. fucking hard to find. None. Really? Of, neither of my locals have it at all. I had to trek all the way to Castle Hill and go into a shitty event cinema. Um, yeah, wow. Just to see it. And I was the only person in the cinema. Admittedly, I stupidly went to a 9.15 session without looking at the runtime of this fucking thing. <laughs> Well, didn't get out till after 11.30 at night. <laughs> well, we've uh, gone straight back into this routine of us down here in the great land down under getting films months and months and months I and months after the rest say, of the I world. I didn't look, but I assume the reason nowhere's showing it is because the thing has been out everywhere else for donkey's I'd, years. I'd imagine it'll drop on streaming any day now wow. because it's it's been out uh, since may 12 in the states holy and holy shit yeah and this isn't this isn't the only one like i've been i mean we don't get uh haunted mansion till august 31st that's been out quite a few weeks Couldn't now in the states shit, we don't get uh, ninja turtles mutant mayhem which i'm very excited yep. for at least we don't get is that, that till that's september the, 7 it, that's been out for Kevin a while smith or seth rogan or there's someone seth there. rogan yeah yeah, so I'm very keen for that one. So we don't get that for another three weeks, and that's been out at least three weeks in the States. So I don't know what is Why happening here. are we getting here, screwed but... again? Is it the fucking 1990s or something? Well, for a while there, we were getting them first, and yeah. now we're getting everything months late. So I just want to have my little soapbox yeah. there. Fuck you, you get up there. Execs. Fuck you, 
movie world. So I don't expect that this uh, this episode is going to break the world uh, download numbers wise because I'd imagine most people who are interested in seeing this film have already seen it. But let's get straight into it then. What is it about, Dave? Well, it's it's essentially about the the rise and fall of BlackBerry. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, you're you're probably too. Did you ever own a BlackBerry? I did not. I was just going to ask you this, whether you, because you're a good 10, maybe 15 years older than me. No, I'm very old. I'm very old. <laughs> I'm spry for did, my years. Did you, own, did you own a Blackberry? I, I, I so clearly remember um, in, it would have been, I want to say like 2003, 2004, something like that, um, yep. when I was still at Rockstar trying to get underage kids to buy grand theft auto and all that sort of shit <laughs> yeah. um and we all we all got given these new devices and yeah. i fucking loved it yeah right I, yeah. It, we we had and i'm jumping ahead a bit in the story of this film but um we had one of the earlier models because I, I think the, the 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 first sort of blackberry per se um from uh, research in motion came out I want to say like 2003, something like that. And yeah. uh, I think we were like the second generation or something there along those lines. It was before yeah. the color screen. It was before all of the bullshit that we see Jay Barrickville coming out with in this when yeah. he's desperately yeah. trying to stay relevant. Um, and it was, you had a, a monochrome sort of Game Boy style screen. You had yeah. the keypad and you had this awesome fucking click track wheel thing on the side and yeah, right. it yeah, was yeah. I, I and and i did love the way in this film he, he you, you see him going we're not fucking making shit in china we're going to make it here yeah, i'm not cutting yep. corners and and the 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 build quality and the user experience on this thing yeah was fucking I mean, Mint. it really, it really was a revolutionary product at the oh, time. Like, regardless I mean, of how it's remembered now or were, how well palm it's... Palm Pilots were plasticky shit. This thing yeah. was such a great bit of kit. Um, yeah. And we we all loved it. And the, the whole Crackberry thing. Yeah, we called them fucking Crackberries. It was literally <laughs> that. This was, and it's, I mean, similar to now, I guess, with iPhones, whatever. But yeah. this was, you yep. roll out of bed in the morning before you even get out of bed and take a piss you reach for your crackberry yeah. and just start fucking clicking if you worked in yeah. a global company that is that that was your routine and and it, yeah it, yeah it changed the way you lived your life <laughs> well yeah i never owned one and i knew very little about the development of it i think everybody knows at least a little bit of the fall like everybody knows that the iphone killed it and partially that's because they didn't take the threat seriously i think that everybody's kind of aware of that end of the story well, I, I, I did look, i hadn't never thought about it but i i it, one thing in, in in the film that i thought was just like this crashing revelation was when um um uh, what's his name? Jim Balsley, Glenn uh, yeah, Howland's yeah. character, finally twigs to the fact that the telcos are switching from yes. billing time to billing data. Yeah, yes, and, yes, and that they want the giant data hogging machine that Apple's putting out yeah. because they're going to yep. bill it accordingly. And that yep. and that was the one thing that um, Mike Lazaridis, for all his genius, had missed. Yes, he dismissed yep. this thing because it was the polar opposite of everything that he'd been. He'd been working to diminish data this whole time 
to sell yeah. this yeah. thing. And 100%. without yeah. ever, because he's not a business brain, ever thinking, yeah. I don't need to do that. I'll just tell the telcos to bill the data. Yeah. But he yeah. was never yeah. thinking about the billing. Yeah. So I, I actually I actually loved this movie. I thought it was really, really strongly written. I can't believe that this is effectively made by and and starring a group of comedians like Glenn Howerton, who to this point is mostly known for Always Sunny. He is and, fantastic uh, I don't know if you've in this watched, role uh, as Jim Paul If Silly. you haven't, you should. But he, he he helmed another show called AP Bio, right? Where he was okay. a uh, what was he? He's like a big shot. Um, this is like a lawyer or something, and he, he gets loses his license and has to go back to being a, a teacher at a community college. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, community style. Um, yeah, and yeah. teaching AP Bio, and it's just him in the class, and he it, it's kind of a bad teacher type thing, but it's very yeah, very funny. Right. I've got okay. a lot of time for him. I think he's, he was exceptionally he's, he's the good star. In this. I mean, Jay Barrickell, I think does extremely well and i I've and i love the, the relationship and the chemistry between them yeah i think it's really and, and matt johnson is fantastic in this film as well Wait, is it just me or were you getting some big fucking andy sandberg vibes off him yeah i can see that <laughs> the fucking wig and the headband i'm just going <laughs> yeah. I, I know i'm supposed to sympathize with you a little bit because yeah. you're yeah. kind of the wozniak <laughs> but I fucking hate you because you remind me of Sandberg. <laughs> and I don't know how much of this movie is based on truth or not, but fuck, they tell a compelling story. Like from this, and I, this, the time period here is a massive span. We start in '96, yep. we end in around 2007, 2008. So it's just over ten years, and there's quite a few very big jumps. From memory, we jump to 2003, then again to 2007. I think they're the kind of three time periods yeah. that we see. But the progression of the story is fantastic. The development of the characters, like seeing, you know, Mike go from this kind of nerdy to kind of having to step into that management role and he's got the disgusting slick back white hair at the end but he's still clearly not in that world like mm. you see him walking around in his suit and his gold watch but he's still oh, not still anything you know, outside not the engineering <laughs> he's like oh yeah where's jim we need yes jim. yes and jim like again i don't know how much of the story is true but that the sequence early on where he joins the company and goes and mortgages his own house because they are so fucked with debt. It's just, it's amazing, compelling storytelling. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure that major plot beats like that must be I would true. think so. That's a weird thing to invent. Um, yeah. The time frames I, I, that they've chosen for the, for the film and presumably the book it's based on um, yep. do create kind of a false sense of drama so I, I do know for example that um yes jim was made to step down for as chairman um by the yep. from the whole sec thing but he he was almost immediately reinstated he was there for, for several I, years after the end of this yeah i i read that both he and mike resigned together in 2012 yeah. from blackberry and, and so, um uh fuck what's it what's andy sandberg what's his name <laughs> um jeff uh doug doug uh, doug freeman yeah um weirdly he is the wealthiest of all of them now yeah yeah he sold sold at the height and he's two and a half odd percent uh he's like worth one and a half billion or something um whereas 
Mike's worth about 800 mil or something because he and his wife give heaps to charity. Oh, just just a cheeky 800 yeah, mil. Just, yeah, that's all. <laughs> you know, um, but, poor but, guy. <laughs> but Mike and uh, we, we, we sort of get painted this big falling out. It, it's it's There's a lot yeah. of parallels. I think um, uh, our, our writer-director spent a lot of time watching Social Network because there's I was a just, lot I was just of fucking say, parallels. Yeah. And yeah. We, we sort of paint this big falling out, much as you had in Social Network. But the fact is that Mike and Doug, uh, post RIM, went yeah. and started another business together. They're, they're working together to this day, as far as I know. Yeah, right. If, That's if, interesting. If That's so cool to know. The, the yeah. falling out, it was, yeah. I'm sure, ramped up to more than it was because they, they, yeah, they yeah. really used Social Network as a blueprint for this film. They do, they do. And I think what I like about this film, similar to Social Network, is at the end of the day, it's a human story. I'm really surprised to see it listed as a comedy drama. And I was expecting it to be funnier than it was based on the trailer, but I would not call this a comedy. I'd call this a drama with some funny beats. I reckon they just looked at the cast list and went, Exactly. It's it's that dude from Always Sunny. Yeah, Jane yeah, but, we know him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like that this is a, a real human story. You know, everything, every success these guys have is because of their personalities and who they are. It's because yeah. Jim is a hard ass motherfucker who will do what it takes, and because Mike, is a genius. Mike cares so much about the quality and is a genius. Yeah, and those exact same, you know, characteristics in them really are the downfall as well. And that's why I think this is such a interesting film, is seeing how those human characteristics play into both their strengths and weaknesses. Mm. <laughs> because, I, you know, the, the sequence where Mike is trying to buy the hockey team, which again, I think is exaggerated, oh, but he has tried to do that yeah. three times. <laughs> and, and in reality, I, I was so intrigued by that. I went, I did actually go and look him up because I'd ne- I, I knew nothing about him. Um, he has been trying for something like, 20 years to buy a yeah. hockey team and, and move it to Canada and yeah constantly yeah. just been shot down he's he's presumably just the world's biggest hockey fan and he just he <laughs> wants to own a hockey team in his hometown and that's all he yeah. wants and everything that he's done in his entire career has been trying to get this one thing to happen and yep. he's just constantly failing at it which I thought was quite <laughs> quite yeah. tragic <laughs> yeah but I like that this is a uniquely kind of hometown story as well. Like, it's it's all set around Waterloo. They don't move. Like you yeah. said, he's very finicky about, you know, we will not make these phones in China. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's interesting that it's that kind of small town story about this big time company. You don't and often they, see that. And, the, and they, I mean, the, at their peak, they were close to 50% market share, which is... It says that at the, it says that at their peak they were forty five percent. Which I yeah. I don't I don't think even Apple has ever been that high. And obviously there's more competitors now with Samsung and and I believe the BlackBerry are actually still used in I believe predominantly Asian countries. They're, still. They're, yeah, they've sort of clung to profitability. I think through producing phones, and I think I think they I don't think they run BlackBerry OS or whatever it was called now. I think they yeah. run Android, but they they're producing Probably. handsets and and trawling them out through the likes of Singapore and and yeah. Southeast Asian countries and that sort of thing, which is good for them that they're still profitable, but it, it is kind of sad. But, that, yeah. but that's, I mean, that's that industry. 
and I mean, he, yeah, you could it tell is. a similar you could have a similar movie about Nokia or Motorola or Ericsson. That's true. That's absolutely um, true. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone then with, except with fucking Blackberry Apple. being Apple the big bad Apple that kind of crushes them. <laughs> rapes all of, all of the other companies. Yeah, um, it's it's hard not to feel bad for Mike in that moment when he's kind of when he's pitching the trackpad and he's losing his mind. And he's like, "I invented this market. Like yeah, this market exists because of me." And it's, and I, it's, and, it's and true. He still, did. <laughs> he still missed that one fundamental thing because he's a he's an engineer, not a businessman. That it's never occurred to him. Are you about to be struck by lightning? Yeah, did you hear how loud that Fucking was? Fucking hell! <laughs> it is thundery here tonight, people. I've been forced to watch bloody Raising Dion with the kids. Look out, the, you just make sure there's not a giant man made of lightning coming to strike you down. I, I was thinking I'd be able to edit around the uh, storm, but I don't think that's happening. So let's just hang a lampshade on it. We'll it's embrace fucking it. raining, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... I'm I didn't expect this to be as good as it was. I, yeah, I thought, yeah. There's, I mean, this is kind of the thing now, isn't it? You've either got... We went through a whole phase of every game in the world needed a movie made about it. Yeah. We went from yeah. video game adaptations, which traditionally don't work. There's been some stuff that does, but at least yeah. they're narrative-driven. And then we went over to... We needed fucking movies of board games. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, fucking apart, battleship. Apart from and, Clue... Yep horrible fucking idea it's a board yep. game there's not there is no story you don't need to make a movie out of every ip and then there was this weird thing where we now want to tell the story of how all of those things got made yeah yeah and yeah because social yeah, we had the founder so about brilliant. mcdonald's we had everyone yes, needed yeah. To, we, yeah yeah what was the what was the ray Kroc one with um michael keaton the founder the founder Yep. And we've had fucking Tetris. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, well, yeah, it and it terrible, really seems to have but... picked up in in the la- in this year in particular, where you know, and we've even got fucking flaming hot about the guy who invented the flaming hot Cheeto, I mean, for, which I haven't, for I haven't fuck's seen. Sake, <laughs> I refuse to. It's, yeah. the, the the idea offends me, and and I thought this would be m- more of the same, and it yep. ended up being kind of halfway. It's, I mean, it's not Social Network, but. No. What could you know? Not many things can be. Yeah. But it's certainly not Tetris, which, for all Taron Egerton's great acting, was a was a hodgepodge of a script. Well, and here's here's the thing: is that Tetris is on paper a much more interesting story. I haven't seen the film. Oh, one hundred percent. But but the story about the making of Tetris and what happened with Russia and everything there is is insane. It should have been so much better than it was. Like, it's it's a really fucking interesting tale. Like, it's compelling. I don't know if you listen to the podcast Do Go On. It's three comedians from Australia. I think they're from Melbourne. And uh, there are over 400 episodes now, but they just take a topic and basically do it as a school report. And they did one on the creation of Tetris, and it was fucking compelling. It was like two hours long, um, but <laughs> really fascinating. So to take that story and make it such a bland film, <laughs> yeah, I, I felt and yet bad this, for which Taron really isn't, yeah, I think I think he was amazing in it. It's the best work he's done, and I think he's generally yeah. a really good actor anyway. Yeah, and yeah. he deserved better for the work that he put in yeah. and in fact that the rest of the cast put in 
the script yeah. let them down horrendously on that. Well, that's the thing. And then with this film, which is a story which is not as interesting and really is more of the same. Like we've it's seen this kind a, of corporate rise and fall before. A, I mean, you, as I said, you could you could have this movie about any number of companies yep. that had a great innovation and were then surpassed yep. by the next innovation. It's, yeah. it's the story of business. But I think that the screenplay, the acting, and the direction all really rise it above that. Like, I loved the direction and the overall look the of this film. I don't was, know if... Unlike Tetris, where it was fucking on the nose the way they integrated <laughs> Tetris itself into that, I think yeah. the way that they used the changing fonts and screens of the iterations yeah. to do the year yeah. um, cards, yeah. that, that sort of stuff, I thought. And the soundtrack, the score, for, the, the yeah. soundtrack for yeah. this is fucking smoking. I would it, buy yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, that good. 100%. And, and the look of the film in general, I don't know if this was actually shot on film or not or whether they've just added grain in post. It feels like a 90s It was movie very and nicely... It was beautiful. I loved dated, it. Dated <laughs> um, without being over the top and on the nose. It, yeah. it was nicely done. Yeah. All right. It sounds like we're both quite positive on it. How are yeah. you scoring Blackberry? <sighs> I think I'm a seven. It's solid. Yeah, right. It's really solid. Yeah. There's there's nothing about it that that is glaring in. Yeah, I, I can't fault it. It's not a wow, yeah. but it's it's solid. I would recommend yeah. people seeing it if it comes to streaming. One hundred percent, seek it out and watch it. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah, I, I'm an eight. Honestly, I think on a rewatch I could be a nine. Like in terms of biopics released this year, I would watch this again over Oppenheimer. Um, I think that this is a stronger, well, more compelling... hours in our life to watch Oppenheimer more than once. <laughs> then again, uh, I should warn people, yeah, two and a half fucking hours this was, which I don't think it needed to be. No, this can't be. It can't be two and a half hours. You must be dreaming. No, 120 minutes, two hours. Why was... Oh, maybe I got a shitload of trailers or something. Maybe, I was in that fucking cinema by myself for what felt like wow. a year. <laughs> oh, I wasn't by myself because I did this uh, mainly because it lined up as a double feature. The second film I saw was an absolute fucking turd. One of the worst films I've ever what, seen. What, how did you find <laughs> another film to see this? Fuck all on. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, it's not a good movie. But anyway, so no, no, I no. saw this what at a... Te- I'll get to that. I saw this at a 10 a.m. <laughs> session and I walk in... Uh, 10 minutes before it starts. So, you know, sitting in darkness, I've got my chalk top and whatnot. Yep. You know, because you've got to have breakfast of champions. I've got to tell... Oh, before you go on, <laughs> I pre-booked my tickets to this and I pre-paid for a, an iced tea and a salted caramel <laughs> chalk top. Yep. And I then went, I've got like two hours to kill. I'm going to treat myself. And so I went to a really nice rest- <laughs> steak restaurant and I, and I had a... I, I I got a, a pate entree and I got a steak dinner with, with sides and then I got a, a like a brulee fucking dessert. And I, I went to yeah. town. I went, fuck it, I've got two hours. I'm going to spread it out. I got to the cinema and I was so full, I almost felt sick. And I, I, I sacrificed. I didn't even get my chocolate. Oh, I got my iced tea because I thought oh. I needed to drink something. I thought, I, I cannot eat one bite of this. There's no point taking it. I was going to go in the bin. It's a waste. So I sacrificed a chalk. I paid for and did not get a chalk top. Never happened before. Anyway, sorry. Well, anyway, I, I sat down in the cinema about 10 minutes before it starts. 
and I am the youngest person in this room by a margin of probably about 30 years. <laughs> There's like 12 other people in the cinema kind of spaced out, the not all in one group. Blackberries. <laughs> And, and there's this one guy in the middle of the cinema on his phone reading out Blackberry facts. <laughs> and all the rest of the old people are like, ah, oh, there you go. No touch screen, right? <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. So anyway, I saw this and then I saw a film which you might not have even heard of called Sanctuary, which stars uh, Andy McDowell's daughter. Oh, I like and her. And... I like her too. She plays a dominatrix in this film. So I was like, all right, why not? It's an erotic thriller that is neither erotic nor thrilling, my friend. (laughs) It is one of the dumbest screenplays I've ever seen. So don't bother with Sanctuary. (laughs) What a shame. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, it sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> what are we getting to next week, mate? Speaking of being in a little bit of a uh, dull patch with films oh, coming oh, out. Jesus. Um, the only thing that's even vaguely interesting to me is probably Sound of Freedom. Yeah, I'm not keen. <laughs> Mainly because I kind of want to see what a hardcore Catholic Bible-thumping nut job yeah. does with a film about child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, I'm not. I I'm like not keen, Jim The, the trailer does look moderately it. interesting, but I'm not keen enough to. Uh, I'll yeah. wait for streaming for that. There's fuck all else on. No. So you had an idea I, that we give each I other. I was a going film. to say. I I think we even expand on it. Oh, okay. What's your expansion? Well, so I had the idea because there's only literally one film to talk about this week, which we've now talked about. That um, maybe we'd like set each other a task where we give each other a film to watch and then we'll come back and talk about them and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, given that there's nothing to see at the cinema, maybe we do two or three films rather than one, depending on what your time's like. Okay. We can see how we go. Do, do you have a film that you want to give me? I have five that I haven't chosen oh, between. Oh, five. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Don't think I'll be able to get to five. No, no, no. I, I just mean I, I, I have multiple. Th- I, I've got my two or three films that are my go-to that I want to make everyone on the planet see. And yeah. I looked on Letterboxd and you haven't logged any of them, so you probably haven't seen them because I know what you like. You watch Friends and, and Property Brothers instead of watching good stuff. Um, I do. We've been watching a lot of Friends again lately. <laughs> We've started just hitting the shuffle button and just what because you know we know it back to back. Yeah, same. So you just hit shuffle, just watch like five episodes from completely random seasons, and then you know all of a sudden you you'll be that? like, oh look, Ross is getting married. We better we better keep watching this run now. <laughs> uh, I do it in Plex. In Plex if you go to the show there's a shuffle button all right well maybe maybe we'll talk offline then about exactly what we're going to do next week uh but we'll be watching some old films some some classics maybe some deep cuts yeah some they'll all be good yes. at least from my end god knows i might be getting tommy boy two from billy you know you don't know news can i have started doing uh monster movies and martinis where i'm making mm. her watch because you know you know i'm a massive monster movie fan and she's a massive um, martini fan so marriage made in heaven well that's right so uh so i made her watch eight-legged freaks the other night Fuck, that's she'd a never fun seen. movie that <laughs> Dude, is it's so nothing good. but fun I, for, I forgot that scarlett johansson is in it oh is the uh, yeah yeah she's the daughter uh, she's the daughter curry, yeah. Uh, yeah i want to say curry <laughs> yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and we watched uh 
Anaconda the week before that, which again she'd never seen. <laughs> Possibly the greatest bad film Fucking ever classic. made. It's, it's so good. Awful. <laughs> but in John Voight, how that man has I know, both I know. Won, won, I'm sure he's won an Oscar. Yeah. How he has yeah. won an Oscar and and done that <laughs> and performance. That, like, yeah. Wow. It's fucking great. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So we'll get to something fun next week for sure. Uh, yep. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or X at wewatchedathing. Uh, if you want to help support the show, check out our new bonus series where we're talking great albums. Uh, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Fare thee well. <laughs>